to Zenith Podcast. I'm your host Caesar, and I am here with a, a guest of mine. He's my he's been my day one since our job at Tierra Mia. We've known each other for about it's gonna be, gonna be two years now. Um, yeah, Tony, introduce yourself. Hey, what's up? Um, well, first of all, glad to be on here. Privilege. Um, my name is Tony Navarro. I um, I met Caesar while well, I work at Tierra Mia. We're both supervisors at. At our job, uh, I met him. He says day one because it was literally day one. Um, when we so we trained together at Tiramia, um, and you know we worked at one store, and then we followed each other to the next store, and yeah, it's just we've been working together ever since. Sorry if that was a shitty intro. <laughs> now I will die for this man because of that. So hey, it's crazy, man. It's gonna be two years since I've known you, and uh, two years ago, like you kind of moved, you moved back from college, huh? Yeah, so I moved back from college, and I was unemployed for, like, you know, eight months because I was looking for a big boy job, and no one was responding, and or, like, I didn't have enough experience or whatever it is, you know? Like, it's it's tough out there after, uh, you, you know, you think you get your bachelor's and, you know, you get all these offers, but it's it's not like that at all, and uh, I realized that pretty soon, pretty quick after. But yeah, so uh, it took me a long time to finally realize, you know what, like, I need a job, I need to be making money, like, doesn't matter what right now. So I applied to Terramia, and yeah. Dude, that's crazy how, like, that mentality of, oh, you like, go to school and you'll be successful, like, get your bachelor's, you get a job after. Yeah, dude, I mean, like, I think you see it in movies or in popular media or in general as a first generation, like, college student, you don't, you don't, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. Like, we didn't have the privilege of, or like, us as a first generation don't have the privilege of you know, being able to ask our parents necessarily all the time, like, you know, even when it comes to the application process or about college in general. So, um, you go in blindly, basically, and then you come out blindly as well. You're like, oh, I was like, okay, like, fine, I figured college out. But, you know, now that I'm done with this, like, I'll get some jobs, start making some money, da-da-da, move out. And, no, it's, like, nowhere near as easy as I thought it was. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it sucks. Yeah, dude, and it's crazy because, it's like, you went to UC Santa Barbara, which is two uh, two hours away from mm-hmm. LA, right? Mm-hmm. From here yeah, two hours north. Damn, and you went there by yourself. Did you know anyone going there? Uh, Yeah, I knew two of my classmates from high school. Like, I knew that they were going. Um, But we all agreed to not room with each other. We're like, oh, you know what, like. Just like just because we went to the same high school doesn't mean we have to stick stick with each other and stuff. And uh, we just wanted to meet new people and all that. I mean, we ended up being housemates all four years, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, but uh, we got closer in college. But um, yeah, I went with them, so you know I wasn't like alone completely. But it was still really scary, you know, like even that first night, like sleeping with two random random ass people, and then. I wake up and I'm on the top bunk and I for, like I woke up that morning the next morning and I forgot that like I was there you know after that first night, uh, and it just sucked like the like my school was fifty percent white so I didn't really grow up with white people or I mean from here where we're here from like there's no white people I didn't go to school with them either so it was a little like not gonna lie into I don't know I was intimidated by it was them a culture so shock for sure culture shock yeah for sure. Um, so I wasn't used to being around them in my entire, my entire floor. It was, um, it was like a guy's floor and it was just me and my friend Paco, which became like one of my best friends. And I lived with him throughout the four years of college as well. Um, 
It's just me, him, and some other dude, like Latinos, and everyone else is white. And I was just like, dude, like, damn, y'all stick together just naturally, huh? Yeah, I mean, it just it, it happens, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not forced, you know. It's, it's, that's what's funny about it. Yeah, it's just because you find you find connections. So you get me? It's easier to find similarities and connections. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why it's just it happens, and we tried, but we tried to be like be friends with people, but there were some times where our neighbors didn't like get along with us in a way. I don't know. Like, there was just one incident where, like, uh, we were playing uh, Spanish music really loud. But it was, like, in the middle of the day on a, like, weekend. So, you know? And then we just got a bunch of people complaining. But it seemed like... It was because of the Spanish music. Yeah, like, it seemed more because of what was playing than because of there was music playing. So, I was just like, let me just play it even louder. And we did. <laughs> we did, dude. <laughs> we hey, own it, dude. Own it, honestly. No, I, yeah. uh, damn, I remember the same when I went to Chico my first year, like... I was by myself. I didn't know anyone. Um, my roommate was Hispanic, thankfully, you know. So like we got along. I still talk to him like to this day, like. And. It's crazy. Like also, it was a huge culture shock there because over there, if it didn't feel like it was fifty percent dude, it felt like it was like seventy five percent white. And the other twenty five percent other. Damn. Yeah. Other like not even Hispanics, but like just other, you know. Yeah. And. God damn! There's something that I didn't take advantage of though. It was uh like the like the the ability to study abroad, you know, because I was only, I was only there for a year. But you you studied abroad for a whole year, and where did you where did you go? I went to Italy. I went to some city named Bologna. It's in the north. It's like uh, kind of like two hours from everything. It's like two to three. It's like three hours on a train ride to Rome, like two to Milan, two to Venice two and a half to turn in, you know, so, uh, I, I really liked it, it's like a hidden gem, um, it's not a lot of people really know about it, you know, and in popular media, you just see like Rome, Florence, Venice, you know, the, yeah. the bigger What's ones. What's the name of it again? Bologna. Bologna. Yeah, like how Bologna is spelled, uh, and that, nice. that's where Bologna comes from, so Bologna is spelled that way, how Bologna is, because there's this meat called mortadella, and that's in, Bologna. that's, that's, that's like what was made popular in Bologna, like this specific meat like the, like a like a salami and it's very similar to bologna but i guess like and during the world war like uh soldiers that were introduced to mortadella over there came here and tried to replicate it and it turned into bologna but it's nothing like it and bologna is disgusting in my opinion but yeah <laughs> oh my but yeah dude it was it was a really it was a great experience i was there for a year um for anyone who's listening and you know if you're in college if you're barely starting or even if you're ending or you're going to continue on with your masters or whatever it is whenever you're in school i highly 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 recommend studying abroad uh i love my experience so much that i actually came back to apply to the study abroad office at my school so uh, i was a peer advisor so you know kids would come in or students would come in and ask me like hey this is my major this is my uh my academic plan like what program do you think fits best da, 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 da. And that was one of my, that was, that's been so far my favorite job ever, like, that I've had working at the city of our office. Like, being an advisor was awesome. Like, I realized I loved it. So, that's why hopefully I get into, like, some kind of counseling later in life or whatever. But, uh, anyways, back to the study abroad. Um, yeah, I got to be there for a whole year. It was uh, an immersive program. So, they purposely put you in a college, at a university where, you know, you only, you're taking classes mostly in Italian. I only took, like, two English classes, like, two classes that were taught in English. The rest were taught in Italian. Um, 
Yeah, um, the university that I went to is the oldest in Europe. It was founded in 1081. 1081. Yeah, 1081, yeah. So it's almost a thousand years old. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, like Dante studied there. Uh, I mean, Dante. Yeah, yeah, Dante studied there. Dante Alighieri, like the one that wrote Inferno. Um, And then, you know... I mean, it's crazy. Like, it, it was, like, the first university in Europe. So, like, a lot of, like, really big artists um, and, like, philosophers and all that studied there. And uh, a lot of, a lot of, there was a lot of firsts for science as well. Like, uh, you know, like, a lot of, um, like, when people were studying anatomy, they would get, like, actual dead bodies and put them in the middle of the, like, of the classroom. And, you know, you'd be studying anatomy with an actual body right there in the middle. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, and then, like, th- there's a bunch of cool history there. If you guys ever go, like, go visit like in the university, for example, like back to that uh, that classroom where where you have that body in the middle of that, and during the anatomy class, whenever like for example in anatomy they would get into the topic of let's say evolution because Italy you know is so heavily influenced by the Catholic Church, especially back then, there would be a little window in the corner of the of the room where some like dude from that works for the Pope or not works but works with the Pope or whatever is is from the Vatican, would be listening in and whenever they got into evolution or something that, like, didn't go, like, in accordance with the Bible or whatever it was, like, like he would, like, open up the window, like, stop the lecture, and then they would have to, like, continue on with something else or, like, veer off from that conversation. So, um, like, things like that, like, it's super cool stuff that you get to see that's, like, awesome. It's history. Like, it's it's awesome. And I know it's white history, but... Um, it's history nonetheless. But it's history nonetheless. But um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. I got to live with like uh, five other people, and it was a five bedroom apartment. We lived with five other people. Four of them were Italians, and they were all from different parts of Italy. So I got to learn like different like little like dialects accents. and accents, and just like culture is, you know, obviously like a little bit different everywhere in the country. But uh, for the most part, it was. It was, yeah, it was great. Dude, and um, going back to, like, the classrooms, you, like, you said, like, they'll have a body in the middle. Also, I remember you telling me how, like, just the classrooms in general, their setup is different compared to like, the ones here in America. Yeah. You know, like, here in America, everyone's in lines, in rows, and all facing the same direction, you know? Yeah. Over there, like, how how is it, how is it uh, for For my classes, they were a little less uh, traditional, I guess. Uh, also, because I took some, like, master's level course classes, so I think... Maybe that happens in, in in grad school here, but I don't know. But a lot of like group, a lot of group uh, settings. So like for example, like you would sit like in a circular, uh, you would sit in a circle and desk in a circle as opposed to like um, like so like you said like in lines Gross. because then yeah. that way you get to interact with people and you like bounce off each other and you get debate and it's just really interactive. I love that style of of. Of class, like, that's my favorite. Also, like, wasn't there, like, little le- lecture as well? Yeah. There's a lot of discussion, huh? Yeah. In just a class? Yeah. So, there's yeah, there's a lot. Like, I think students get treated more as adults, not just in Italy. I think around the world in general. I think here in the U.S., like, really? I don't know, we treat, like, we treat kids, I mean, like, like you know, like, uh, late teens, early 20s, like, still, like, I don't know, we don't give them the respect that they need. I don't know. But my, but I, I just say that because um, over there, like, you know, I feel like professors, like, don't necessarily, they don't patronize you, like, you're at their level, and, and they're, they're not condescending and stuff, and they, 
like they allow you to discuss. I don't know. It, it's just more. It was different, but I really, really liked it. Yeah, and li- like living there, was, was that a culture shock as well? Like living there? Oh, for sure. I mean, everything's smaller, for sure. Like apartments, even you know here in at Seven Eleven, we have sixty-five ounce big gulps, and over there, their biggest cup is a fucking like regular. Eight ounce or whatever, or yeah, like sixty five ounce. I think it. I'm pretty sure it, it I mean, that's ridiculous. Here. It I mean, only exists here. Yeah, it's like, it's definitely an American thing. Like yeah. over there, they perceive Americans as like everything. Like just like how I said, everything small in Italy. I think that's only because everything is bigger here. So they they think big houses, big people, big food, big markets, big everything. You know, also because of Hollywood, everything. Like to them, everything is much bigger. Which I mean, it is. So isn't it faster as well? Like the lifestyle. Uh, here, yes. No, here it yeah. is. Yeah, over there, they lo- that's that's one of my favorite things. Um, even though it was a shock, like uh, I'm a fast walker. I don't know if I ever like. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, we've caught up before. Yeah, right? so like I'm, I'm like a pretty fast walker, <laughs> so I always like bump into people because they're really really slow because they take their time. They allow themselves to like enjoy their day. Like, uh, one of my roommates that came to visit me here. Uh, we spent like maybe two weeks just like oh, touring touring you? California. California. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, hold on. So, so going to depth. What did you show him really quick? So I showed him San Diego, LA, Santa Barbara, and then like in LA we went all over LA, like uh, you know just uh, Hollywood and downtown. We even went on that one slide that's on the U.S. Bank building. Oh, okay. uh, so he got to see like LA and from that view like beaches and stuff like that. And then Santa Barbara, and then um, San Francisco. And then uh, the Redwood National Forest and Yosemite. So, like, you know, we saw, like, a mixture of everything. everything. City, nature. Yeah, like, main California. We passed by Big Sur. Like, dude, I I told him, like, fucker, like, when I see you, you better <laughs> give me a tour of your house like that. Or, of Italy. Of Italy yeah. in general because it was a lot of driving. I mean, we shared the driving, but um, it was a lot of driving, a lot of time, but it was really fun. And they got to see everything. They got to see, like... What, what what California is about, I guess. What they what it has to offer. You know? Yeah, what it has to offer yeah. exactly. All right. Yeah. I don't. Know, I just think it was so cool, like how you gave him. That that's probably the best tour I've heard of California. I'm like giving that to a person, and, and in a matter of two weeks, that's more than enough time to like even, just like even enjoy a little bit every single place, you know. Dude, and it wasn't that expensive either. Like, um, I feel like a lot of people, especially here, like in San Gabriel Valley, like stay in the San Gabriel Valley bubble. So like. Not, like, dude, my mom, like, I mean, I'm just, this is my mom, but, like, uh, she's never been, like, past Santa Barbara. Like, she's been to Santa Barbara once. No more north than that, you know? And, dude, Northern California is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And, People you know? forget there's still, like, a third of California past Sacramento. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People think that that's the top. Yeah. It's not. It's not. That's a huge part right there. We're, like, humble towns. Gorgeous. I mean, it's gorgeous crazy, forest like, the and all. Bay that. is considered up north, but like geographically, it's, it's not it's really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, okay. So, I just wanted to talk about that for a second. But then going back to like just the lifestyles. What did your uh, friend who came here like? What did he say about the lifestyle here? Yeah, well, like so I said. So on that trip, you know, uh, his girlfriend is American. She's from Tennessee. So okay. it was it was us three. Is him, his girlfriend, and myself. Uh, so obviously, like we're more used to maybe. We're on a road trip, you know, you stop by real quick, Burger King, grab a burger, you're eating it on the way, whatever. And uh, so we decided to do that, but then he, like, it, it bugged him. He's like, no, he's like, you Americans, like, you're always, like, in a rush to do things or whatever. And I'm just like, dude, like, why can't we just sit down? What difference is it? It's going to be, like, a 30-minute difference. What difference really is that? Let's sit down. Let's have, 
like this food, let's eat it at a like appropriate pace. Let's have a conversation, like da da da. You hear me? Like over there, like life's about the little things. Like I know it sounds cheesy as hell, but like it's true. Like over there, people are more focused on on like living, I guess, as opposed to working or whatever. Uh, we're definitely more workaholics here. Yeah, yeah, yeah like um, forty hour work weeks. I used to think like, oh yeah, that's the norm. But to be honest, like it's kind of a lot. And also, um, over there they get like if you work for like a regular job, let's say that you know it's a full time job and you get benefits, you're gonna get a one to two hour lunch. Um, they get like a certain amount of vacation days, way more than us, way more than two weeks. I think it's like let's say like five six weeks. They get um this thirteenth month check basically. So uh, when you're you they you the company's gonna pay you a thirteenth month in December. So that's basically a whole ass month extra check where you can use to take your family on vacation, buy presents, like, enjoy the holidays. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Also, you can, like, if you guys have ever watched um, Michael Moore's uh, Where to Invade Next, you know Michael Moore, that one, um, he's, uh, he makes documentaries. No, that not. really big guy with glasses, and he's very controversial and stuff. Okay. Anyways, he has a documentary called Where to Invade Next, and basically the premise of that is just, you know, he travels to Europe and uh, to different countries and takes, like, little aspects of uh, of their lifestyles and, like, tries to bring, or, or the intention of that is to grab all those little uh, ideas and bring them back to the U.S. to improve life here. So, in Italy, they talk about the workplace. So, it's like, you know, people have enough time to get off of work, drive home, go with their family, meet up, cook an actual meal, sit down, enjoy it, and still have time to, like, you know, rest as opposed to here where it's like, oh, a 30-minute lunch. Like, I'm going to go grab something through a drive-thru, munch on it on the way back, and then I barely make it and I have to clock in. You hear me? Like, yeah. Um, I always in a hurry here, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm telling you, so watch that, and they'll show you about the vacation days. And at some jobs, the days even roll over. So, anyways, they're just like, the workers are treated much better over there. And their productivity is not even that much lower than ours in comparison to, like... The amount of time. Yeah, exactly. So, like... Why are we working as hard as we are when we can still be efficient because we're happy? It's like, basically, it's like like happy cows. You know, you feed them, like, good grass. You let them rest and give them all this space to play and whatever and grow. And they make better meat. And, like, so it's, like, kind of like we're, like, happy cows or they're, like, happy cows. You know, like, they're they're being fed all this time and, like, uh, you know, you're, you're just. appreciated. You know? Yeah, you're being appreciated and it's. And, like, work isn't, work doesn't come over family or work doesn't come over anything else. Like, like work is third or fourth in, 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 in regards and to, like, priorities. yeah, you know? Yeah, over here, dude, like, if it's not number one, what are you doing? That's, like, the mentality of... Yeah, like, if you're not working... We, we, are, we are workaholics here, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We, yeah. Like, you definitely made that more obvious talking about this. Also, like... Besides work, dude, um, I remember also you kind of, like, we talked about it briefly before, but, like, just the way school is over there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, school is really different. First, they have five years of high school as opposed to four. So, um, so they have regular elementary like we do and then middle school. Okay, and then when you get to high school, you have to choose. It's one of four high schools. Like, one is, like, general, like, a little bit of everything, kind of, like, liberal studies, like, you do just how it is here, you know, a little bit of math, a little bit of science, a little bit of history, da-da-da. And then you have your arts one, so 
you learn all the basic stuff you usually do, but then you focus on arts. And then you have the sciences one, like a STEM, so you focus on science and technology engineering. And then you have the one that, like, people always make fun of, like, which they shouldn't, but it's basically like a trade school. So, like, by the end of that, those five years, you'll, like, know how to, like, do plumbing, like, how to be an electrician, or or, or you're on the pathway to that, you get me? So, yeah. so basically, it's, 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 I like it, but also it kind of sucks because by the time you're in eighth grade, you need to, like, kind of know what you want to do or study at least even in high school and in college because depending on what high school you go to, you take an exam and that correlates with like certain programs at a university, you oh, get me? Okay. So like, let's say you, you're studying communications now, you would have to have gone to that high school that, with the arts, with the arts probably, because that's like, yeah, or, or wherever communication falls under in those categories that like you would have to have gone to that high school. If you didn't, it would have been hard. Like for example, if you would have gone to like STEM, it would have been harder for you to be in communications right now. Like it would be possible, but it's, it's very, like, uh, unlikely, so it's kind of, like, yeah, yeah, no one's really motivated enough to, like, do that, but... And, uh, like, when it came to college, like, did they have different colleges as well? Yeah, it's kind of, like, I guess they're trying to modernize everything, so it's... The setup's pretty much how it is here. Um, yeah, because maybe... I'm not... Don't quote me on this at all, but maybe, like, American universities are, like, the like, the blueprint for the, like, how, or how, how we run universities now, like, in the sense of, like, you know, like, how it's set up, like, there's the university, and then there's different little colleges inside, and they offer different majors, I don't know, but, I don't know if the whole world's like that, but, um, yeah, anyways, that's how it was, so it wasn't that different, but, um, Okay, I remember you tell, uh, telling me about how, like, the workload wasn't really, like, linear, so, like, you kind of, like, strategically, did your work so you had three months free to like have friends and family like visit you? Yeah, so um, over there finals are very different. So here we have a finals week. Yeah. Over there, basically you can choose when to take your finals. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, whatever, we started class in August, we ended in October. Also classes end at different times. Like I know that happens here too, but usually here it's like, you know, the entire quarter, like there's a class going on. You give me like no classes stop in the middle it, of the quarter or yeah. whatever it is. Over there, it's it like varies. So I took one class that only lasted like 10 weeks, but it's still worth the same amount as a class that I took that I took for like 12 weeks or whatever. So anyway, so once you're done with your class, you can choose to take your final a week after you're done with that class or a month after or three months or five months. I think they give you up to like six months. Really? Yeah. So, so for example, some of my finals, I had like one of my, the Dante's Inferno class, I just really, I wasn't in a hurry. I was like, you know, uh, my first semester I took four classes Three of the finals I did right away. That one, I was like, I had to do a little more studying for that one. Like, why am I rushing? Like, why am I trying to get rid of it? Like, I'm I'm here for a whole year. So, I finished that class, like, in October. And I didn't take my final till like, May. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah, I took it, like, fucking six, seven months after I finished the class. And they, they, but and I did amazing no on it. it yeah. No problem, no problem, yeah. Damn. Like, over there, like, I'm telling you, it's it's, like, mental health is very important. And I feel like. Just like, like I guess taking care of yourself is very important. Like you know, like it's just I and mean, people live longer over there. Like oh yeah, I mean like also that was okay. That's that's one of the first things I read about with, like, when it came to COVID of how Italian families are really suffering because they have a lot of older generations living in the same house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. One of my housemates um, has a three story house, uh, and like I guess it's like a two story, but the basement is like a whole ass floor. You hear me? So like it's a house. 
him and his family live in that bottom one, and then his grandma. So that's his mom, and so him and his mom and his siblings. The first floor. The first, first floor, floor, the bottom floor, and then the second floor. It's that mom's mom, so the grandma, and like her family, I guess, her immediate family or whatever, whatever it is, and then the great grandma lives on the the one above that. So literally three generations. Like, Wait, did did she have? Like, did like, did she have to go down the stairs every day? I don't think my friend says she doesn't leave the stairs anymore. I don't think so. Oh, okay, so everything's just taken out to her. Yeah. It's like a little hierarchy thing too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. No, but it's crazy because it's awesome. Like he says, like you know, I go, I live with my grandmas. Like I, some people will have to go visit their grandmas, like you know, wherever far away yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, they're very family oriented, especially in the south. Like southern Italian culture is definitely um, reminds me a lot of Mexican culture. So I'm half Mexican, half Salvadorian, and in general, Latino culture is like. We're pretty, like, you know... Uh, Family-oriented. Formally-oriented. Um, collectivist culture, you know? Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, and over there, same thing. Dude, like, it reminded me literally a lot of Mexican culture. It was kind of scary. Like, for example, like, in, in, in all of Europe, soccer is a religion. But especially in Italy, though. Like, yeah. Italians fucking love their soccer, yeah. I mean, soccer is super old in Italy, no? Yeah, yeah, no, it is, but... It's just, in all of Europe, soccer is like, I mean, the whole world, soccer is huge, right? Except, Except for, for like, China and stuff. Oh, and they're, here. Getting, they're getting, China's trying to grow. Yeah, because so. I know, like, ping pong is China's number one sport. Really? Yeah, That's I've crazy. looked at that before. Dude, it's, yeah, I see videos of that. That's just crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, so, um, going back to, um... Southern Italian culture. Southern Italian culture, yeah. Yeah, so it's very, again, family-oriented. There's a, it's like, you know, there's the matriarch, uh, which we have here as well, you know, um... And then some of the even similarities and some of the bad things like toxic masculinity and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, and then they love soccer. They love to eat like, and it's really good food and it's very like homey food. And you know, you everyone eats from like, you know, you set up the table and you have all the food in the middle and everyone grabs from that. And and then also the, you know they're very Catholic. They're really like very very similar to Mexican culture. And uh, yeah. And Southerners and Northerners in Italy have, like, a little feud. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Southerners, they, Northerners called Southerners terroni, which means, like, from the dirt. So, because you're dirty and it's dirty and dry in the south or whatever. Because isn't it more city in the south and then more, like, like land and open space in the north? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they both they both have the equal amount of, like, open land, but in the south it's just poorer. Okay. And that, which is weird. Like, remember, I think we had this conversation before, like, North versus South in the world. For some reason, the South is always, like, poorer or, like... There has to be some kind of correlation to that. Like, someone has studied that. But, like, it's always poorer and, like, um, discriminated against, literally. Or, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's I, it's weird, but... I think the only one that's opposite is probably Korea. Yeah, but like, I guess I'm talking about, like... like many things of, Within like, yeah. your country, like... Yeah, like, like when, when, like, the North versus the South here back in the Civil War, you know? Yeah, or, like, how the South is now, like, you know, Southern... Yeah. Like, what's considered the South, like, it's a... They're very poor states, yeah, like you know? rural, rural. And very rural and stuff, yeah. No, yeah. but, um... Yeah, very similar. That, uh... I mean, that's crazy because also, like, when it comes to the food in Italy, I remember you told me that, um... Your munchies used to be bread and cheese. Dude, and I loved. <laughs> I felt all sophisticated. My friends are gonna. If my friends are listening, they're gonna hate me because I always talk about this shit. But no, yeah, like, well, I see a fader with my with one of my housemates, and um, and yeah, I mean the munchies were great. I mean it's not like here the munchies that we used to go to Seven Eleven. Don't get me wrong, it's still bomb. 
like open up a bag of hot Cheetos and pour nacho cheese on that shit and or whatever. It's all processed. Or pop tarts with peanut butter. Dude, I used to eat pop tarts with peanut butter. <laughs> Some fucking oh nasty ass stuff shit. What, but what flavor pop tarts though? It was like strawberry, so it didn't really go, but oh well. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like I, I, I mean, we all have those weird things, you know. Yeah. Like, I get so you, I get you, yeah, man. but um, but yeah, over there. So you know, we'd go like, all right, cool. It's, I mean, the cheeses and the salamis and stuff. The ones that are expensive here, obviously, I get it. You have to import them, so whatever. But over there, they're way cheaper. Like they cost even cheaper than what cheese and salami and shit like uh, goes for here. So we just buy a bunch of different meats, a bunch of different cheeses. And just fucking, and, and some baguettes and shit, and just fucking, that would be the munchies, dude, and with some beer, or whatever the fuck it was, and, or some wine, and it was like, it was bomb. Damn, what was better, the beer or wine over there? Uh, I mean, the wine, there's more variety. Beer is, they're very, like, they stick to, like, three, I mean, I guess we do that here, too, but, like, like three brands, and stuff like that. Oh. And then, uh, like, uh, craft beer and all that is something that's barely starting to roll over there. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's, it's becoming more of a trend now. And it's because of American culture. I don't know if it stems from here, but but yeah, like you know, uh, the craft beers—they're not really big on them yet. So wine has been like the oh, of course, yeah. yeah. And there's wineries everywhere. Literally, I live like twenty minutes from like these hills that used to sell like a two-liter glass, a two-liter thing of wine for like um, three euro, which is like three dollars and thirty cents or whatever. Really? Yeah. So I mean, awesome. And then it's. It's like freshly made and all that stuff. It's damn. Yeah. And okay, so like living there, and you live two hours from all these major cities. Where mm-hmm. did you like? Where did you go? Well, I went to Rome. I went to Venice, to Milan, to Turin, uh, to Naples, um, and then other like little cities in between. But my favorite, one of my favorites for sure, was Naples because of the pizza, dude. Like, yeah. so that's where pizza comes from, from Napoli. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and like the first ever pizzeria is there and stuff. And um, we didn't go there, but we went to some other one that was pretty good. And dude, it's just different. Like you know, over there you eat an entire pizza to yourself, like like how you can have blaze and stuff. But it's bomb. Just everything is like the tomatoes are fresh. Uh, you know, the basil's fresh. The way the 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 crust is, it's like puffy and and warm and like like. It's just amazing. Like, I don't know. Like, like pizza over there is just something else, dude. Like, that's for like, sure. You haven't tried any, like, better pizza since? No. And it's because pizza is so simple that, like, the ingredients matter. Like, what that's matters true. is the, the quality of the ingredients. Yeah. And over there, the oil, the oil, everything is high quality. So, it's a high quality pizza and also for cheap, you know. Damn, so, it's bomb. fucking bomb. Like, I 100% recommend going to Naples or anywhere in Italy you'll get good pizza. But the more south you go, the better. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. And. Outside of Italy, like I, I know you've told me you've gone to Ireland and Holland. Yes. Yeah. Where else? Like, did you go anywhere else? Yeah, I went to like uh, Germany, to, right? To Belgium, to Germany, to Spain, uh, to the UK, um, and to France. Yeah. Goddamn, dude! You've been to a lot of places. Yeah, oh dude. God. I'm trying to right now. You know, COVID uh, stopped this, but I was trying to do the whole. 30, 30 by 30 thing, like, I guess... 30 countries by... 30 countries by the time I'm 30, you know, so okay. I'm going to turn 25 in April, so I have five years left, um, and I'm, I think I hit 13, oh, wow. 
Yeah, so I got. I'm still not halfway there, hey, but you still have Central and Latin American, like. Dude, America. exactly. Oh, dude, I I was supposed to go to last summer. I was supposed to go to uh, Peru and Guatemala, but things happened. Damn. But yeah, like all like I'm ready to travel. I'm ready for the shit to be over, just so I can travel, dude. Like I really, I I enjoy traveling. Yeah, I mean that's for sure something that, uh, like, you that's you can never get too much of that. Like you, you can live your whole life traveling and you still wouldn't go everywhere like in the world, you know. The yeah. So Even though we're so small in general, like in comparison to the universe, but like Earth is fucking huge and there's so many places to go and it's so beautiful and there's so many different options, you know. It's so beautiful, like. This earth is incredibly beautiful. Like, I know that, you know, sometimes, like, um, there's jokes made. Like, for example, on Rick and Morty, they always call, like, Earth. Like, oh, it stands for a little ball of dirt or whatever. Yeah. Like, like yeah, and it is a little ball of dirt, but, like, it's a beautiful little ball of dirt. Like, I mean, it's mostly water, right? But it's just, like, it's just amazing. Like, there's so many, so many places to see in the world. Yeah, dude. And, like, it's crazy because, like, you can narrow it down, you know? Because, for, like, for me personally, when it comes to traveling... I want to focus more on nature. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. that's like, just, like, just for myself, you know? Like, I want to visit, like, mountains. I want to, like, go on hiking a lot. And not really too much... I'm not really too big on, like, the architecture or culture, but, like, if there's one place that I think could for sure satisfy, like, the culture for me would be Holland. Oh, and, okay. like, Amsterdam, you know? Oh, I also yeah. want to go to Asia, too. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, like... I know that you would like, like, Holland the most, probably in Europe, just... I mean, they're just so... They don't give a fuck there. Like, like I'm telling you, like, people think there's a common misconception that that in Amsterdam, weed is legal and shrooms as well. It's actually not. It's just literally super tolerated by the cops. Like, and and it's crazy to see how that works. Like, uh, they agree... Basically, they agree to, hey, as long as you don't advertise, like, oh, you can smoke here. I don't see a picture of a shroom or I don't see a picture of a marijuana leaf or anything like that and you're not advertising... Then, then we're good because they're coffee shops, right? And they're called coffee shops, but it's spelled with a K, and that's how you know. So you go into those. You you could pick up on like flour, or you can pick up on edibles, or uh, mushrooms as well. Mushrooms as well, or space cakes, like you know, like the edibles. Um, but yeah, you can pick up on a lot of stuff, and I mean, it's it's crazy how it works. Like I said, like because it's contained inside the coffee shop or whatever, so cops don't really have to deal with people doing drugs on the street so people who are bothered by that aren't really bothered by it because they don't see it and like you know there's no problems it's crazy how it works over there and and just everyone's fucking chill because of that everyone's just riding their fucking bike through the city like uh, you know cobblestone and all these fucking canals and shit their canals are nice yeah yeah like they're definitely not as famous as like the venice canals but but the canals in Amsterdam are fucking gorgeous. Especially during the spring because of all these flowers and shit. You know how the tulips and all that shit oh, yeah. grow over there? Yeah. So, it's know, it's um, beautiful. I remember, I think there was a scene in uh, Far From Home, Spider-Man, where he mm. was in Holland. There was, like, those giant fields of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right, yeah. yeah. Where, when he lands there, yeah. It's beautiful, man. That yeah. place is gorgeous. Hell, yeah. And it was in Holland. Yeah. Yeah, like, those are, that's somewhere I'd love to go. And, like, like imagine tripping there, like... Dude, oh, my God. Just looking at, like, the fucking flowers, the colors. Dude, that... Like, that fresh air, you know? That be, that's another thing, dude. Like, everywhere, I think, well, here in L.A., like, we live in some of the worst... In some of the worst air quality, like... Oh, yeah. Like, for sure, right? So, anywhere in the world, most parts are going to be better. Uh, but, yeah, it's... That air, you just... 
You feel it. Fresh. You, you feel, feel it. it dude. I have lung problems, so I can act like I feel like like I can really, really feel it. Like when I'm in somewhere with better air, I can like literally just breathe better. Yeah. Like, like when I was in Ireland, dude. When I was in Ireland, like really? I the cliffs of Moher. Like if if any Harry Potter fans are listening, like that's where like uh, the setting where like in the in the sixth movie, like it's Dumbledore and Harry like on a cliff in the middle of the ocean and they're like looking for a Horcrux. Anyways, that scene right there, like that's that's in Ireland. Gorgeous dude, like like nature that makes you cry. Like I know it it's sounds awful. dumb but like like and I never thought that I would that nature could move me like that and I know it sounds dumb and cheesy, but like once you experience it you'll realize like shit, like never mind, like yeah. It's a real thing. So I saw that shit and like enough. I was speechless and like I like teared up and shit i felt like crying like dude like dude that's beautiful that's it was beautiful, right beautiful. it's because like you're present you know it's kind of like you're present you're, you're you're aware of how like gorgeous and beautiful that moment is and dude like and we got super lucky because our tour guide uh because i took a bus from coast to coast in ireland it's very small so it literally only takes like three hours to get from one coast to the other <laughs> yeah so we took a bus we didn't even plan it dude it was spontaneous like we went to ireland just for dublin and then we saw that there was this tour. We're like, fuck it, let's book it. We booked it. The next day we were there. So the whole day we just spent going from coast to coast, stopping in little towns and stuff. It was really, really cool. Anyways. Like a whole day thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, our tour guide said, like, oh, there's a running joke in Ireland. Like, in Ireland, it always rains twice a week. Once for three days and once for four days. So you gave me so it's always fucking raining. And, dude, we got so lucky. All three days that we were there, sunny. Yeah. Sunny as fuck, yeah. She's like, what the fuck? Like, it was, it was weird. So seeing the cliffs like sunny with the wind and it was just it was it was just like fucking amazing. Damn yeah, like I think the like, the time at which I was left in awe like that, like so speechless that I just wanted to tear up was when I went to Joshua Tree, dude, and like saw the Milky Way. And then um, the freshest air I've ever inhaled was at Sequoia National Park. Oh hell yeah, dude! When, all those trees right when there. When I was like surrounded in the giant forest, um, giant tree forest. I like I felt like I, I could like the, the air smelled so good the air was so fresh dude and uh-huh. it felt fresh there like it was really hype in the mountains you were covered by the like you were surrounded by these giant trees that are bigger than like a fucking Toyota Camry dude <laughs> you know yeah dude I mean they're massive like uh, you said Those that are the, the, the tallest trees in the world yeah and you said that the, the, the tunnel one was not there anymore how when you went oh no I went I went and it was it was small like that. Honestly, that was cool, but there was a lot of other beautiful things that I experienced there. Where you know, like they just kind of uh, like left me more in awe than the tunnel. Oh yeah, and they said that that uh, George Lucas got inspiration for one of the planets from there. No. Oh, I think it was Endor. Oh yeah, uh, and you're the, the Star Wars nerd, so <laughs> the planet for the Ewoks. Yes, uh, yeah, because I saw it in Parks and Rec. Like they mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. Um, well, okay, so, uh, jumping off into, not, not Star Wars in general, like, not Star Wars, but, like, MCU, you're a pretty big Marvel fan, huh? I mean, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at all, but I'm definitely a huge fan, like, uh, I mean, I was into Marvel when I was a little kid, like, my favorite, uh, like, team, I guess, was the X-Men, I used to watch the X-Men, you know, all the different animated series, yeah. uh, Evolution's the best one, for sure, but, um... Yeah, I used to I used to be obsessed with. All, I used to love Spider Man. Like Spider Man was my favorite superhero for so long. I mean, he still is. And um, yeah, the MCU is just great. I mean, I watched all the movies in theaters since like since Iron Man, and um, 
I love like I loved how like um, how people like started joining me like along the way like like you know we learned about the MCU right after Iron Man and then slowly we got more and more and more and more popular so yeah. more and more people joining on the hype yeah. and then fucking when Avengers came out dude when, no when Avengers came out hell yeah but when that all started in in, in Endgame dude Endgame was just something that. I don't think I will ever experience yeah, like, like it's a once in, in a lifetime in 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 cinematic like history like will we ever have something like that? Like, one, how long does it take to build up that universe? And two, the hype that that goes along with it to just like it's amazing. It is like that's something that blows my mind about the like the MCU. You know, like how they this was eleven years in the making. Yeah, and they released I think twenty two movies, something like that. Yes, dude, like and every movie. Obviously, like, was their own story, but eventually it all started connecting, you know? I th- like, phase one was, obviously, like, Iron Man was a was a test kit, and yeah. he's the one who started this, you know? Yeah. And I recently rewatched uh, the first Iron Man. Have you have you seen it recently? No, not recently. It holds up, dude. Really? It came out in 2008, and it's on Disney+. Plus. I saw wow, it. I'm going to watch it, it then. It holds up. Like, it is crazy how good that movie is, you know? Because, like, honestly, there's so many good movies. Like, there's so many good Marvel movies. People literally forget about... The earlier ones, but that's true. The Iron Man dude is like the quality of it, the acting. Also, what's crazy is that I um I heard that the script wasn't even fully complete, so a lot of the dialogue in Iron Man was uh, improvised, like by Tony, by Tony, by yeah, by Robert Downey by Jr. Robert Jr. And I and um there's there's been some like uh, interviews where uh, I forgot the actress's name, but uh, who plays Pepper? Uh, uh, ah, Yeah, it was. She said it was very challenging, like working with Robert during Iron Man because like. He'll just be improvising everything, so um, they'll be taking different takes, and he'll be saying different things. Dude, what a fucking talent! Holy shit! He was born for that role, like. Dude, he was born for that fucking role, like. Yeah. How, the way he embodied that role is just astounding. It's amazing, dude. I, Even I, the, the story itself, dude. Like he was like a dramatic. You know, he was on. He was already like at the end of his career, quote unquote. Quote unquote, dude. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why they got him for so cheap. Yeah. Uh, they like literally like. I mean, he was good for the role, yes. But I think another reason they got him is because they could get him for cheap because, like, no one wanted him because of of his history, of his drug history and shit, drug abuse. And he was in jail and shit, so no one really wanted him. But then it comes, I think it was John Favreau, right? That, yeah, John uh, that, that directed the... Dude, look, this guy, please, I mean, if this ever, imagine this ever gets to John Favreau, like, please uh, consider, like, fucking helping the, the Harry Potter community out because... Dude, think about it. He started MCU, right? And then with the, Man- with the, the what he's done with the Mandalorian. Oh dude, if he does what he did with the Mandalorian for Star Wars, uh, for Harry Potter, I would love him because, like, right now, you know, Fantastic Beasts, yeah, whatever, it's it's decent. And, you know, now with Johnny Depp, he's not uh, fucking Grindelwald anymore, so, like, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's some other dude. But, um, anyways, dude, if he did, like, a Mandalorian-esque show for Harry Potter, I would, like, love him because... Imagine that, like, his genius mind behind something he's like that. He's so good. And, like, he has so much, like, variety, too. From acting to directing to writing. He does everything, dude. He does dude. everything, man. He's, he's amazing. He's so talented. Like, and he's also very, like... I, I, I think only, like, recently he's starting to get the recognition that he, like, really deserves. Yeah. And he's fucking funny, too. Have you seen him in uh, Four Christmases? No. He's fucking funny, too. He plays, like, this, like, I don't know, Midwestern fucking UFC uh, fighter but he's like amateur and then he I don't know like he plays um 
He plays his fucker's older brother. But anyways, whatever. Uh, Vince Vaughn's older brother. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyways, it's, it's like he's funny too. Like he's everything. Versatile he's shit. Yeah. Like comedy, drama. Mm-hmm. And I, he also directed like the Jungle Book and Lion King. You know? And both of those. I mean, Jungle I Book is so good. I didn't know that actually. So Jungle Book is so good. And like... Um, the the live action version. The live action one, yeah. yeah. That he did. I mean, obviously. Cause like, like, oh, there's two live action Jungle Books right now. There's the Jungle Book, then there's Mowgli. Yeah. And he directed the Jungle Book. Yeah, I haven't watched Mowgli. Yeah, uh, I mean... It's, I mean, that's not produced by Disney, is it? No. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, I think it's on Netflix, but... Uh, anyways, yeah. It's crazy how, like, Iron Man 1, it holds up. And um, last year, I, I kind of, like, did, like... I rewatched my favorite uh, movies, like, chronologically, uh-huh. you know? So, like, I, I watched uh, the, the first Iron Man, the second, the third. Hey. I watched... Um, the first Thor. I watched the Captain America trilogy. Hey. Dude, the Captain America trilogy is solid. Yeah, it's really the good. The first Avenger is really good. The first act of the first Avenger is probably one of the best pre, like, or it was one of the best origin stories I've ever seen. Like, till this day, it's it's so good, you know. And it was so realistic and so weird seeing see Roger so tiny, you know, like Chris <laughs> Evans so tiny. But yeah, then like going on to uh. Uh, the Winter Soldier, Captain, like the second movie for Captain America, that's where like the game changed for the MCU too. You know, it started getting a little darker mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and it's crazy how like everything led up to like Civil War. Yeah, you know, and like you know, like what 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 team were you like? What side were you on in Civil War? I was Team Cap. Team Cap, always, forever, forever, and always. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because like. Also, with what happened with uh, Avengers: The Age of Ultron, like you understand, uh, Robert, like uh, you yeah. understand, like oh, Iron of Man course, said, you know, of course, of course. And it's like it's so crazy how they made the story like between the two pro- protagonists, and they both are justified. Like that's something about the Russo brothers that like I applaud them for that they do such a good job making you empathize for every party. Yeah, they even did that with with Infinity War because Infinity War with that was Thanos's movie. Yeah, that movie was for Thanos. You know? Yeah. And like you made you understood what he was doing. Obviously, yeah. it was flawed, but like you understood. Yeah, like like it's the whole like, does the end justify the means? I mean, does the means justify the ends? Do the means justify the ends? That's the what it means is. Right? Justify the ends. Yeah. yeah, or does the means justify the end or whatever? Basically, like you know, in reality, he was trying to save planets. Yeah, you know, so like save the universe. Like imagine if fifty percent of us got eliminated, dude, we'd be his driving. whole planet was destroyed due to like famine. Yeah, and we we'd be thriving because already we're struggling with food already. Imagine like you know we don't want we don't want the population to increase, which it continues to it continues exponentially, to be, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like imagine if we had half of the people we do now, we'd be thriving. We have all this food, we have all this land. Da, 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 you hear me? Like like less pollution, less consumption of less water. Consumption you know, less everything. like smaller carbon po- footprint. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So in reality, yeah, like I understand. I also understand him that's great then that's you're right like that's that's amazing to do yeah i mean it's hard to do i'm pretty sure you get me dude also the amount of pressure that they had like they took this over like they started off with captain america winter soldier then they did the civil civil war is probably their first little taste with like uh, with a big team of superheroes Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and they nailed that shit Mm -hmm. and then after that they did infinity war and endgame dude and then think uh, just what what you what you mentioned about endgame the massive like Cast, cast and crew and imagine 
being responsible for a movie that big. Well, that's what they needed two directors. That's the biggest movie sense. ever, I think, right? Like, for I example, if so. you're thinking of it in terms of, like, budget and acting, like, like every little aspect of it, like, I think it's the biggest movie, right? Yeah. It's for sure. It is. Like, what, and then, and again, I said, like, imagine, imagine having the pressure of, like, oh, this is the finale. I know it's not the finale finale because, you know, phase four coming in or whatever, but it's a finale, it's the end of an era for, like, Cap and for, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, works, or for whoever, right? Of the original yeah. Avengers. Of the original Avengers. Um, imagine having the pressure of having to direct that movie, like the finale of that. Yeah, dude, and um, not just like directing it too, but also like making sure that everyone was like satisfied, you know, with the culmination, like, like the accumulation of those twenty-two movies. They had to bring in all these characters. Also, I think James Gunn he directed the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, like mm. like their their part of uh, Infinity War. But then it's so cool how. In Endgame, the last movie, they uh, it was with the original Avengers. Yeah. You know? Dude, I fucking <laughs> shit my pants when uh, when Captain America um, said Avengers Assemble, oh even though he God. fucking whispered it or whatever. I went crazy. Dude, that, that whole portal scene. That whole portal scene was so, like, everyone was full with emotions. And man. that's why I love and I miss going to the movie theaters. That's oh, yeah, the number totally. one, like, one of the number one things, like, I love to. I mean, you, me, and you would have the movie pass, so we go to the movies. Yeah, we have the AMC A list. The AMC A list, and yeah, dude, it's we're worth it. Yeah, you know, for sure, hundred percent. Especially going to like IMAX and, and, and Dolby, you know. Yeah. yeah. AMC sponsors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for just twenty three ninety nine, you can watch three movies a week. A no, month. but oh no, no, for twenty three ninety nine a month. Dude, a month, so yeah. yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um, but anyways, because of that, also I got to see the movie a million times or whatever. But just being in a theater setting, especially that first time. I wish I can go back to watching Endgame for the first time, dude. I was just... It didn't feel like three hours at all. It did not, no. At all, dude. I was literally, literally super scared, like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna be bored and shit. No. I was intrigued the entire time, and it was just, like, twist after twist, and... Yeah, once they started time-traveling, like, that's when shit started going down. Like, mm-hmm. it's like reading their New York 2014. Mm-hmm. Then everyone just starts, like, fucking screaming, dude. dude. And, like, it's crazy also they brought back, like, aspects of, like, Thor, Thor the Dark World, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, like, <laughs> yeah. little things like that, dude. It was yeah. so cool, like, just seeing different angles of it, you know? Yeah. And, like, especially the whole New York part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great, man. It was... It was honestly, like, it was the biggest movie, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited for where the MCU is going next. Like, I mean, all these shows, like, that Disney Plus is releasing. Yeah. I mean, have you watched WandaVision? Yeah. Okay. Have you? It's, yeah. It's confusing as shit right now, but... For now. For now. And but, that's what I like about it, though, that, like, they're not spoiling it. Like, they have they have trust in their audience, you know, that... Oh, they're, we're going to watch. Of yeah. course. Are you kidding me? Like, especially because all of 2020, there was no Marvel content. Yeah. I know, yeah, no, no MCU. Black Widow, but no. Yeah, like no MCU content. Yeah, they haven't released Black Widow yet, which I'm I'm excited for because of David Harbor. Yeah, uh, oh yeah my from God. Stranger Things. Yeah. I love that guy. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully things go great with that movie. But um, I know I don't know when the fuck they're gonna release it because to be honest, I doubt movie theaters are opening this year. I'm pretty sure even once everyone gets vaccinated, like supposedly you know Biden wants those hundred million in a hundred days or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't have like high hopes for movie theaters anytime uh, not soon. Not anytime soon. No, definitely. Yeah, but not. I can't wait to get back to that though. I'm telling you, I love that experience. Yeah, the time, like the moment it goes back, it's for sure gonna be different, you know. And I, I remember the switch between um, midnight premieres when they were actually at midnight versus once they started coming out like at seven p.m. Because of the Joker because, shooter. Yeah, yeah. It was no. It was a. Uh, I mean, Dark like, Rises. I mean, the Dark Knight Rises, but he was just yeah. the Joker, my bad. Dude, like. 
it's crazy. Um, did you go to midnight premieres before that? Yes. Yeah, uh, the first one I went was Dark Knight, hmm. and then I I went to like maybe like ten movie premieres at midnight. After that, so like I I seen like two Transformer movies. Hmm. I saw the Harry Potter, Harry oh, Potter, hi, Harry Potter, and Deathly Hallows premieres. Part Two was probably besides Endgame. Endgame and Endgame took it, but before Endgame, which was like more than ten years ago, for the for the past ten years, that was the best movie experience I've ever had. Yeah, 2010. Huh? It was, yeah, that's like, it's awesome, dude. Like, I also, again, cried and everything in that movie theater that when I watched that movie. I mean, I'm yeah, a huge laughed, Harry Potter cheered, fan. You cried. Yeah. It was everything, dude. That movie was great. And that experience, like, also the midnight premieres were special because people, like, you had to commit. <laughs> you, of you had course. to go there at midnight. You wouldn't get home till like, 2.30 in the morning, 3 a.m. Yeah. Like, know? me and you are, are like, like, passionate about those things, right? Or, like, we really like doing that. And so do my friends and I'm sure so do your friends. But I, and so because of that, I was never aware of the fact that not everyone is like that. Like sometimes yeah. I ask people, like, "Hey, like, have you watched this movie?" And it came out like, like it's a big movie. For example, like I don't know, like let's say Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two, and they're like, "No, nah, I'm gonna wait for it to be on TV or something like that." Like, I, like that always trips me out because. Yeah, well, I mean, some movies are definitely worth watching in theaters. You know, especially action movies. Action movies are yeah. probably the best to watch in theater because you're watching a huge screen with an amazing sound system and with the environment of people that like can release energy you mm-hmm. know and, and action movies all about energy dude and I watched Guardians of the Galaxy and IMAX that was awesome oh dude that's such a pretty movie too yeah and god and like dude Guardians of the Galaxy that's when like people started like that's when people started like having faith in, in Marvel that it would do, like when when that movie first came out people were like people who didn't know the comics were like what is this movie like or whatever. Oh, for sure, they, yeah. They watched it, they ended up loving it, and, it, and it's, it's, honestly, it's one of my personal favorite MCU movies. Yeah. Right? Guardians of the Galaxy. And speaking of that, actually, what would you say are, are your top five MCU movies? Top five. Okay, but uh, let's not, let's not include Infinity War and Endgame. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War, Winter Soldier, um, First Iron Man, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, mine's very similar. It is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. It is the first Iron Man. It is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War. Yeah, it's a Black Panther. I think it was all the same. It's because, I mean, honestly, I had to take away Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are obviously two of the best MCU yeah. movies because of, like, how, how like, much, uh, not just fan service, but, like, the satisfaction of, like, everything that was put into that you know like mm-hmm. the stories in general and it's so cool how well, when it, okay when it comes to Infinity War and Endgame which one's your personal favorite mm. Endgame only because of like the little just like the little little like n- like nerd like little um what are they called like Easter eggs, like, yeah, like Easter eggs. I guess like like when it, the little freakouts, the little nerdy freakouts that I had because of certain little things mm-hmm. in 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 uh, Endgame. I think it's because of that. And I like I like I personally like a big finale. Like so that's why. But yeah, that's my yeah. Infinity War is probably my personal favorite. Yeah, why? I think um, that movie it for sure flows better than Endgame. I think the beginning of Endgame can be kind of slow. Okay, yeah, lengthy. yeah, I agree. And Infinity War, like, it starts off with fucking Thanos killing Loki. 
Mm-hmm. And it goes off from there. And what I love about Infinity War is, like, the first interactions between all of these characters, the different storylines, you know? The different battles that all had to do with Thanos. Like, yeah, dude. Um, it was Thanos' movie. That's something I love, too, on, on how, like, they put... Like, he has most the most screen time of the whole movie. Yeah. You know, they put so much time to him, and it paid off. Yeah. And... And I guess all the emotions you like, angry at fucking Star Wars. Yeah, and also just seeing the like seeing the little things, especially in the battle uh, in, of Titan, where Thanos uh, fights Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Spider Man, uh, Star Lord, Drax, Nebula, and Mantis. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Like, that, really fast. That's probably my favorite like scene of the movie. Just that I I can agree with you. Yeah. Because of like everything that's going on with like how Thanos is using each stone like you could see each stone light up for what he's using it mm-hmm. and seeing that made me think okay so he's using a space stone for this he's using a power stone for this what is he Reality doing to it? With this, yeah. and my favorite part also is when Doctor Strange fights Thanos yeah, yeah. and like the entire time there's little things that Doctor Strange does like does because he knows the future you know he's mm-hmm. like um, where he tells his cape like don't let him close his fist in mm-hmm. like the little fight scene where he was fighting uh, like Spider-Man mm-hmm. you know and then how um, Thanos used a black hole against fucking Doctor Strange. And, like, at one point, I, dude, at the end where it was just Thanos and, and Tony, and where Thanos t- um, stabs Tony, he's about to kill him. Dude, if he uses every single Infinity Stone he has. They all light up when he's about to kill Tony before Doctor Strange, like, stops him. Wow. Thanos was going to use every single fucking Infinity Stone he had, which was the... It was a Soul Stone. The, the power space reality all four of those stones he was like he had them all lit up face like, like um like with the fist like facing tony and it's crazy like just also the little dialogue between thanos and tony you know like like you know me i do you know like it's mm-hmm. it was it's just a lot of chills that mm-hmm. that whole scene is so like beautiful and it's scary because I was scared that he was gonna die there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and then the improvisation too with Tom Holland, like apparently yeah, that was improvised. Like, yeah, that was improvised. What do you say? He's like, oh, I don't feel good, Mr. Stark. Yeah, like, yeah, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Fuck. Yeah, and then he's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. I'm sorry. And he leaves, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then at the end, like the fact that they ended it like that, they ended it like it didn't feel like the ending. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's crazy about it, and and with the snap. It ended with Thanos walking with the victory. You know, the music felt so unease. You know, like his face, like his little smirk at the end. Because he mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. He won. And, like, they ended up in Infinity War then. And also, I mean, I just personally, I also, I love stories where um, the heroes lose. You know, that's why I love Empire Strikes Back. That's why I love Revenge of the Sith from Star Wars. Because in those movies, the heroes don't win. But yeah, I mean, it's just a change of, like, story, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. It's more interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. But, yeah, that's why I love that movie, you know. And it just, it's, 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 it's crazy, you know, how uh, people see them as, like, superhero movies, you know. Like, people see them as action movies that don't really seem fun. But then, uh, you know, once you realize of how much time these people have put into their lives, growing with these characters, growing with Tony, growing with Cap, you know, growing with everyone, like these all like they mean something to you you know and that's something that they can't take away from us <sighs> you know because it's our it's, it's our love for the MCU and hey. like that and like I feel that's that also like resonates with like Harry Potter and like Star Wars in the sense where like 
people are so caught up with the display of the story that they don't understand like the, the meaning and the depth behind what it is what is what it represents mm-hmm. you know but then also that's the beauty be, behind these like these movies on how you know like if if you're willing to put in your, your time and your effort like you will find something meaningful for it every movie like there everyone like every movie is someone's favorite every movie yeah, just like any song is someone's favorite yeah, I always think about that. Actually. Yeah, you know, so like, I, I, every every single movie is someone's favorite. Mm-hmm. Even the shitty ones. Even the shitty <laughs> ones, yeah. But you know, that's how that's how it is. And um, yeah, dude, it's, it's just it's crazy to think of like how much life can like throw at us, you know, when it comes to like these, these things that we love, and it's crazy how like life goes on with that, you know. And uh, I want to thank you for sitting down here sitting hey, down and, and talking oh, yeah. to me it was, it was it was amazing dude like just getting to know more about your life in italy you know that even though it's just one year of your life that year is is incredible no, definitely impactful for sure yeah you know so uh yeah man i i appreciate you oh, yeah. for uh for, for for sharing thank what you for you having learned. me yes and uh to um just in case you're not following yet uh you could follow uh my podcast at zenith underscore podcast on twitter and instagram soon i'll be sharing i'll be like creating other platforms but that's it for now um by any chance tony would you like to share like where people can find you at um well yeah i mean i really my instagram is private uh but you can follow my twitter at underscore tony boy um i guess i am my profile is not the most interesting but I retweet some funny shit sometimes, so if you want to see that, but that's it. Well, I mean, people will decide whether they like you or not with the episode. Yeah. True. <laughs> but yeah, dude, this is this is cool. This is fun, man. We, oh yeah, I had a good I'm time. I'm so happy we we did this. And yeah, I time flew. I, I did not know that it's it was coming to an end. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I hope to have you back because hey, for sure. of the conversation that we have, we always talk about how easily recordable they are because of, like all the shit we talk about and we for sure have so much more to talk. Oh, about. Oh hell yeah, dude! So I'm looking forward to having you back. Sure. And um, to those of you who are still here, thank you for seeing it. Thank you for being here. You are the rock of this. I appreciate you. Remember that. And um, you could always find us at the Zenith. <laughs>